2: five. Hello, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Dogman Encounters Radio. I'm Vic Condiff and I'll be your host as we listen to eyewitness encounters involving one of the most terrifying cryptids, Dogmen. Our guest tonight is David Kyleman. Davis had two run-ins with the Michigan Dogman. He's here tonight to tell you all about what happened. Dave, welcome to Dogman Encounters Radio. Thanks so much for coming. How are you? I'm doing great
3: up here in northern Lower Michigan.
2: For starters, Dave, please give us a bio on yourself.
3: Okay, I'm 44 years old, born in Michigan, was in the Marine Corps for four years after high school for about over a year now. Doing all right.
2: Besides being in the Marines, what type of experience do you have out in the woods? And especially, what type of experience did you have in the woods before you had your first encounter?
3: Well, before I had my first encounter, I I would always, as a kid, came to northern Michigan, came fishing streams, uh, walked up and down streams by myself since I was like seven, eight years old. My dad gave me a lot of freedom when I was a child, and I'd just take off all day, come back at night, And uh, we're up north, you know, so it's really nothing can happen to you except for, uh, you know, maybe a bear or, or, you know, a wild animal. But all the time, I, even when I was a kid, I'd keep take a knife with me or, you know, something, you know. Um, when I was older, I used to carry a sidearm, but I don't do that anymore, 45. But uh, besides that, I, I mean, it's after I had the encounter that I really started getting into doing the woods thing. But when I was in the Marines, of course, they teach you, you know, how to hide, blend in, stealthy tactics, where you're not going to be discovered by, you know, anything, not let alone people.
2: Growing up, did you watch shows on Bigfoot? Did you have a fascination with that kind of thing?
3: I loved the In Search of One with Leonard Nimoy. That kind of got me into it, but, uh... It was more my experiences that really got me into it. I was a non-believer before I heard my first sighting of a dog man. And I didn't believe in that stuff, and I thought it was pure nonsense.
2: Well, that wouldn't make you any different from most people. Before you had your first encounter, what did you think of people who came forward claiming that they had seen a Bigfoot or maybe even back then had seen a dog man?
3: I kind of want to believe them, but, you know, I would, thought they would have been discovered by now you know with all these satellites they have out nowadays and or, you know at least the government would have knew about it which is you know kind of one thing i've discovered is that the government does know about it <laughs> and uh they don't want us to know for some reason i don't know why
2: you go out searching for dogmen and sasquatch
3: at night yes i'll go out at night say, about 2, 3 in the morning, and I'll go till maybe 5, 5.30. I do this two to three nights a week uh, to go around walking, this and that. I'll carry, like, a bear spray, or I actually have a post office spray for dogs. I carry that with me. I've never had where I've had to use it except one time on a, on a bear, but that was wasp spray I used then. But since in the last 19 years, I've been in the woods a whole lot, except the wintertime. It's just too brutal, brutal, brutal cold up here to be walking around in the wintertime. Uh, It gets like 30 below and stuff. So everywhere I've went has only been in Michigan, pretty much. You know, when I went to Florida and visit, yeah, I was explored around a little bit, but everything I've experienced that I'm going to talk about today was only in northern, Lower Michigan.
2: What kind of evidence have you collected in the field?
3: Footprints. uh, Yesterday, after hearing... Noises for the last three or four days around here, like howls, weird things going on. I've collected over probably about fifty footprints. I've found little structures. One time, here's a good story. I I have a food plot where I take food to feed all the animals, deer. It just grows every year because I have so much stuff growing there—apple trees, etc. Well, out of season, I had brought some apples. I brought eight little apples and put them in my gifting spot, is what I call it. And um, I came back the next day, and these eight little, nice, shiny little rocks right in the same spot, right where I left the apples. Now, I can't explain that, and that's the weirdest thing ever, but that's what happened.
2: Besides that bear you mentioned running into, have you had any other close calls while you've been out there?
3: When it all started 19 years ago, I had a job in Reed City, which is about 10 miles from... Or my dad's house is here. I'd stay with my dad sometimes, and I also had a place in town because so I'd be back and forth. I was on the way to work. It was um, probably about six in the morning because I had to be there at six thirty. And I had seen something run across the road. So, and at that time every day, I started watching at that spot. At that spot. About three days later, I saw what I thought at the time was a bigfoot. It ran across the road. It stopped on the other side of the road, and I actually could see the saliva dripping out of its mouth. That's how close it was to me. It stopped on the other side of the road, looked at me. This was a dog man, which I discovered later because it had the snout, had the ears, smaller legs. It had not human-like feet, but almost like dog-like feet, but big. And I have really got a good look at that one. That was the first time I had ever seen any animal, or anything like this, and I was just freaked out. Uh, I didn't even know how to act. I was, I pulled over to the side of the road, uh, in my little 81, 82 Chevette is what I think I was driving at the time. This was in July of 95, and it was re- really near Reed City, which is ironic because there's been a ton of sightings in Reed City for Dogman, which is 10 miles from where I live. I mean, a lot, lot. More than anywhere, as far as of what I could see online, more than anywhere in the world has been 10 miles from where I live. So there's a lot to discover out here. It's so rugged, there's no people around. Everything around is woods and torn. There's hardly any even towns. The nearest big cities are an hour away. So takes an hour to go to Walmart around here.
2: That is pretty remote.
3: The last times I went out at night, Four nights ago, I discovered uh, a big pile of poop, so I took a picture of that, I know it ain't bear. that's one thing I just found recently, and I also a few footprints, weird footprints, giant dog footprints, I call them.
2: Did you measure those footprints?
3: Uh, I can, they're still there.
0: With the Lucky Land Sluts, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
2: Please get back to me on that to let me know how big they are.
3: I'll bring a tape measure out, and I'll get out to that spot sometime today or tomorrow, something like that. But I took pictures, and I could actually compare the pictures to the ground where it was and get a measurement if they're not there, because it has been raining the last few days. But the howls around here have gotten really intense lately. They sound like a wolf, basically,
2: and it's all night. It's just recently right here. Are you pro-kill or anti-kill?
3: Well, I don't want to kill one, but if I was attacked, I would defend myself and, and kill it if I had to. Now, I've never been. I've encountered the first time I was in a car, so I don't really count that one. But I've encountered lots of things in the woods, including bears. If they don't attack you, there's really no reason to try to kill one for science. I understand what people are saying about, hey, we need to kill one for science and all this stuff, but I think eventually it's going to be bound anyway because it, it is out there. I guarantee everybody out there listening right now the Dog Man is out there and Bigfoot is out there both. And uh, I, I'll swear on a stack of Bibles, a lie detector, anything I had to do because I'm not crazy. I know what I saw. And I've been doing this now for 20 years, 19 years. So it's not like I had a job. This is what I've been doing, that and raising a family pretty much. That's about all I've been doing. So I I think I kind of know what I'm talking about a little bit. I'm not an expert by any means, but I'm not an amateur either. I'm in the middle somewhere.
2: Which one was your first encounter? You said you had encountered both a Dogman and a Bigfoot.
3: The dog man was 19 years ago, okay, but at the time I thought it was a bigfoot, you know, I didn't know what, what even know what a dog man was, you know, and I, I remember it had ears and a, like a snout, like a dog, and that was 19 years ago, and that's what I saw first. It, when it stopped on the other side of the road, okay, it moved like a ninja. I mean, it just, for something that weighed 400 pounds, it moved like, Twice as fast as you and you and me, and it was just slightly. It just stopped right next to a tree, and it was just the most amazing. I I, I can never ever forget it. It's just wow. It's just an experience you can't even describe, really. It's just the feeling you have is like wow. I just saw something that doesn't exist. You don't know what to think. So, and there was no guy in a suit for this one. I'm telling. I, I was close enough where. If I would have wanted to, I could have ran it over with my car, I think. So I pulled over the side of the road and looked at it. It stopped. It jumped over the road with two steps. So this is a big, it's a highway, two-lane highway. It only stepped on the highway two times before it got to the other side. Stopped, turned around, looked at me, let out like a sound, like a like a grrrr, run a growl, I guess. And then it. Went over by that tree real quick and stopped, and and uh, it finally took off and started heading towards the woods. You know, I don't. There's these rails to trails all around this area, and I believe they use that at night time to go around because there's no houses by them and they're very secluded. They were railroad tracks, but now they're trails for people to use RVs during the day and bicycles and stuff.
2: So when you had this encounter, your windows were down on the car, I take it?
3: About half. They were cracked. Uh, I had them actually down a little bit.
2: I'll bet you wish you had them all the way up, didn't you?
3: Oh, boy. Yeah, I had the crank windows, not the uh, electric. But now, when I go in the woods, I go with no fear. I mean, I used to be terrified of going back in the woods after I saw my first encounter, but think if you go into the woods with a fear in you, that gives that fear will uh, be around you like an aura, like, hey, he's scared of, you know, whatever, you know, and all animals will pick up on it, bears, the fear, you know, how dogs can sense fear, it's the same thing with most animals is what I've discovered, and I'm not calling dog man Bigfoot an animal, they are somewhere in the middle between a human and an animal, in my opinion. And maybe more advanced than us. So
2: that's another subject here. Yeah. There's a lot about them. We just don't know. That's for sure. Now backing up, Dave, the morning that you saw that dog man, let's get into the particulars of what you saw. How tall do you think this dog man was?
3: It was approximately seven foot tall. It had smaller legs and like if you watched like a picture of a, like a big foot. The thinner legs, its shoulders were not as big. Between 350, 380 pounds, 400 maybe. But it moved like it was a 100 pound man that was a track athlete. It was pure muscle. You could actually see muscles bulging out of the hair. You know, I mean, that's how close I was. I had my headlights on and it was just getting light there and went on my way to work and it's just I can never forget it. It's just something that just sticks in your mind forever. It just when he st- when he when I first saw him, he was in the middle of the road. he stopped at the other side of the road, turned around, let out a sound like really loud, and then went over by a tree about another twenty feet, just looked at me, looked at me. His eyes were like a reddish color, I would say glowing like a whitish-reddish. It just was amazing the way it moved for how big it was. I mean, I'll never forget the the ears sticking up, like, almost like a dog, like maybe German Shepherd, the ears, and then it had a snout on it, you know. But it was walking on two legs, and you know, it was pretty, pretty intimidating. If you saw that in the woods, you would definitely be scared, even though I don't know if you should be scared, but I mean, I'm sure it could kill you if it wanted to in one second, you know. But I don't know if they want to all the time. That's the whole thing.
2: Now, talking about its leg structure, Dave, did it have legs more like a canine or like a primate or a hominid?
3: It was kind of a combo to me. I thought the feet didn't have, like, toes like a person, more like a more like dog feet, but there was hair all the way down, its whole body all, even on its feet. But it di- I don't, didn't look human-like feet for the dog man at all. I mean, it looked more like big dog... They weren't round, though, no, either. They were kind of longer like a human feet, but they didn't have, like, pronounced toes. I mean, I couldn't really see the toes as good maybe, but it was a little dark. But from what I saw, it looked more like dog-like legs than human legs to me, but... I could be wrong, because it, it was, I wasn't really looking at the legs so much as I was looking at the big teeth and head.
2: I can't say I'll blame <laughs> you. That's where I think I'd be focusing. Talking about the legs, the dog man you saw, do you remember if it did have conventional knees like a, a hominid, or uh, you said the legs were, in a way, canine-like? Did it have that reverse knee look that a canine has got?
3: Yes, it did. Like a bowed leg, almost. A little bit, but not... In between, you know, almost in between. Um, Like a little bit human, but not quite. You know, in between dog legs and human legs, where I could explain it. Little bold, like a dog's, yes.
2: You said that you don't think they're as dangerous as most people think they are. From what you're saying, you don't think that people that venture out into the woods unarmed necessarily have anything to worry about if those things are around?
3: ninety nine times out of a hundred they're gonna be scared of you and try to get away from you. The only way is if you were they had something they were protecting in the area and you started going towards that, you know like so like say a dog's protecting a bone or they're territorial to me uh the ones I've come across it's more like you're invading their space, so that's what I think. I don't think they're as dangerous as people think, even though they are very scary and very, 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 very big and it looks like they could tear you apart in one second if they wanted to. So I think a whole lot of more people would be dead if they was out there trying to kill people. That's what i was saying.
2: Since you had both a Dogman encounter and a Bigfoot encounter, how did those two encounters compare?
3: The Dogman was totally more, way more intense. Just, it was my first one. It was Changed my life, changed the way my way of thinking about how I am, you know, what's on this earth. The second one was at night, and I wasn't by myself this time. I was with my cousin, Ron. We uh, had been working on cars all day. and He wanted to take a break, go out to state land, drive his truck out there like we've done 20, 30 times. And then uh, we went out there, and we're having a couple, you know, have a couple beers, sitting around. In the car, of course, that's totally illegal, but, hey, we're in the middle of Michigan where nobody cares.
0: With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky.
0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So,
3: (laughs) and it's state land and it goes a little private road back to our houses. So, anyway, we're sitting there in the car and got the car off, got some radio on a little bit, you know. And next thing you know, a big old something's in the woods because we could see because we had our parking lights on, I don't, not the headlights, but the orange ones, you know, you turn your, you go in there and we turn them orange lights on, you could see pretty good around, you about 20, 30 feet, and um, it was also a full moon that night, so you really could see a little better, and this was in about 2003, in August 2003, this happened on state land, it came out a Bigfoot, is what I would say it was, because it didn't have ears, didn't have a snout. It walked on the side of us, and I, I must have seen the lights or this or that, but it never got close enough for me to really, really see it really well, but I could tell that it wasn't a person and it wasn't a guy in a ghillie suit. I mean, it was probably 40 yards away, 50 maybe, but uh, it, it, we just stayed there in the truck. We didn't go anywhere. We didn't have cameras on us or anything at that time. We just stayed there in the truck and we're just looking around, looking around, looking around. And, uh, finally, it, you know, it walked off after like two minutes after seeing it and we didn't see it anymore. But we kept hearing, you know, all these howls and, uh, actually a tree knock that night, which I didn't even know what that was at the time. But, uh, something knocking on trees and, uh, and, uh, that spot is a spot I go to still to this day. And I've had success seeing things and catching glimpses of things. Never had a sighting like the first one. Now, I don't know if I ever will. I mean, but you you try. You keep trying, you know. That's all you can do.
2: When you had that second encounter, did you handle that better than the first? It sounds like you did.
3: The second one, my cousin was like, dude, what would you see? Blah, 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 blah. He didn't tell any of his family about it, though, when he first saw it. And, um... But the second one, I wasn't even scared. Almost like you know, that was not to me. It didn't seem dangerous at all. I mean, it didn't seem like it wanted us gone or anything because it would have. It probably would have let us know. You know, it is a little two track road we were on. You know, we weren't. We were in the middle of the woods. Yeah, but I mean, we weren't out of the car trying to bother things or anything. We were in the sitting in the car. Now, both these times, I was in a car. Believe it or not. The other couple times is when I go around at night, and they can hear you so much when you're walking around. They know you're there. I mean, there's no way they don't know you're there. I mean, when you're walking around at night, you're at a very, very big disadvantage, big time. They live there in the woods. We don't. Big difference.
2: With all the research you've done, what kind of tips do you have for an inexperienced researcher who wants to get out there in the field and do what you do?
3: It depends what you want to find. I mean, for uh, Bigfoot sightings, you know, I'm an admin for Bigfoot, Bigfoot community, and a lot of times, you know, there's great people on there. But um, a lot of times I'll say, you know, you got to find a spot. We'll check out the BFRO reports. For every state, there's one, and that's from the Mr. Moneymaker's uh, group. They'll tell you when it's the most recent sighting, what county, Approximately where, then you know you got to put your time in. You can't just go okay, we're gonna go Bigfoot and, you know, and go one time for an hour. Well, it don't work like that. You got to put hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. In. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry to say it, but it, it's a lot of hard work. You know, it ain't like uh, you're gonna go see one. Uh, the best way is by accident, like I did the first time. That's easy. When you're looking for them, it's a whole lot harder.
2: Now you've got a website. That acts as a database for people who have had encounters. Please tell us about that website.
3: Oh, well, it was started by Adam Bird, and uh, I agreed to take it over because I've actually, you know, had a dogman sighting, and we have about 500 members. It's private right now. If you would ask me on Facebook, David Kyleman, K E I L M A N, you could add me as a friend, and I could add you on the Dogman Believers site. Also, uh, Vic's on there posts his radio show and everything like that, and I appreciate what he does on there too. But I try to post something every day about Dogman, Wolfman, Werewolves, which are connected, rugaroo, ShapeShift, there's something related to Dogman every day on there. And uh, the the people on there are great. They just, it's like uh, they share pictures, I mean, they'll share experience. The the trick, I'm trying to get people to do what I did. I haven't shared none of this information with anybody. And me coming on this radio show is kind of like a coming out for me to, you know, let people know. There are animals out there we can't explain. And um, Dogman is definitely one of them. And our Facebook group helps people, whether they're new to Dogman, helps them, you know, like how, if you're scared, maybe you need it a dog spray at your house, or maybe you need a, a air horn. But these are all things that can maybe scare them away, you know, if you were frightened, or they came around your house, something like that. But uh, I try to help people on there with their experiences and, un- and understand that this is not a new thing. This is going to happen for hundreds and hundreds of years. If you go back in the Indian, all the Indian lores have, uh, you know, Dogman, they have Bigfoot. I mean, they didn't make stories up about things that didn't exist. I mean... Uh, they would try to explain them through the stories. Maybe they are a little off on their stories, but, you know, isn't everybody? I mean, nobody's perfect. A lot of what's going on today can be explained by going back through Algonquin legends and Cherokee legends and a lot of, you know, Native American, I call it Native. Is what I, I'm part uh, Algonquin Indian as well. I don't consider myself an Indian. I'm a native You know, that's what I call it, part native, whatever you want to call it. But they've always been out there for hundreds of years. It's just now that people are starting to realize that, wow, there's something out there. You know, I don't know if it's the shows or what, but people are starting to realize now.
2: With all the people that contact you, Dave, to share the details of their encounters with you, I'm sure that you go through the same thing that I do with the people that contact me. It seems like a strangely high percentage of them have the impression, before they talk to you, that they're the only ones on Earth that have ever encountered a dog man. Do you notice that also?
3: Yes. They're very, very rare. And you, you, you know, when people say, wow, I saw this guy and I, you know, this with the snout and ears and I know exactly what they're talking about and I'm there for them. If anybody out there has seen anything, please contact me uh, on, on my Facebook site or just add me as a friend. I'd be willing to help anybody out there. I'm not doing this for money. I'm not doing this for fame. I'm just doing it to simply get it out there that these, these creatures exist and, you know, I don't know if they need to be protected by the government. I, I don't agree with that either. They're, I mean, people can't find them now. How are they going to, you know, bother them if they're protected? So it's just they are out there. Some of these newer people that have seen them, you know, and are scared of them, you know, you have every right to be. But there are things that, you know, you can protect yourself with, uh, like a dog spray and, and I'm sure their ears are way more sensitive so like an air horn you know loud sounds they hate loud sounds i know that for a fact so but they they're attracted to music from a distance but they only get so close but um these new people you know that have new sightings you're not alone okay there's thousands of people that have seen the dogman there's hundreds of people just in my area in reed city michigan that have seen the dogman this is not uncommon. Look it up, Reed City, Michigan, dogman encounter. It's all over the internet. It's is one of the hot spots in the night, in the whole world. It's right here in Osceola County, Michigan, right where I'm at right now.
2: Yeah, that place does seem to be like the Vatican for dogman activity, no doubt about that. When an eyewitness contacts you, Dave, to share their story with you, what's your main goal that you want to accomplish? when someone like that is shaken up by the uh, encounter and they contact you about it
3: well i always say i saw one 19 years ago and i've got to see one again but i was wrong cuz not too many not only like a week ago i think i've seen another one but they what the the point is it's rare to see one for them to present themselves there had to be something going on they came up to your car and 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 you were in your car that was so that's so lucky of you to see them you should feel blessed you, i mean to see these animals to see these creatures i would say if anybody was to do anything please try to take one alive not dead you're not going to learn nothing from a dead animal so that's that's my advice
2: to take one alive, how would you recommend doing that? Because when you look at the the obstacles you would face, it would not be easy.
3: Yeah, it would definitely not be easy. I'm not actively trying to do this, by the way, for my BC people there, but I don't, I'm not going to try to tell people how to capture a Bigfoot or a Dogman. But this is what, but I, you know, personally, you know, you go to your spot, you have your food out there, you turn. I always turn my cameras off, believe it or not. I don't know if they can hear them. When I'm not at my building, I turn them on. But when I'm at the building, I turn them off because there's a building I have it with a food plot in the middle of the woods, okay? There's nothing around, No, not even electricity there. So I use, like, cell, you know, solar, you know. And uh, the best thing to do or to capture one, in my opinion... Is to give them something in food, okay, and and make them get knocked out or something like that. But they have to take it and they have and they have to trust you first. You'd have to betray them to capture one. You see what I'm saying? They've, they've built up a little bit of a trust there, I believe.
2: What's scary about that idea, though, Dave, is as you know, it's not uncommon for them to be seeing running in packs, more than one.
3: Yeah, more than one, right? Absolutely, I've never seen more than one together myself. Bigfoot or Dogman, either one. But you have gotta realize these these beings are so rare. I mean, just, just just see one once, you're blessed. For me to see one three, four times, it's it's amazing. You know, it's just it's it's uh really amazing, it really is.
2: You have had three to four encounters with Dogman, then.
3: Two dogmen, two sasquatch.
2: Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Tell us about the second encounter for the dogman.
3: I was putting out bait, apples, for bow hunting. I go bow hunting every year. I kept hearing coyotes, yip, 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 you know, the coyotes. And uh, all of a sudden, one screamed out, it, like, it wasn't a coyote. Like, rah, you know, like, it was with them. And uh, I was putting out food. About five miles from my dad's, where my, my hunting area is, I guess I call it, even though I don't rifle hunt, I just bow hunt. But, uh, and there's a lake there, and that was a far away glimpse, but I could actually see the ears sticking up, and it was with coyotes, like three or four of them. And, uh, this was during the day, okay? So I've never heard of one during the day before like that, but it happened. This was, uh, in 2010, so.
2: Was it on all fours when you saw it with the coyotes or up on two?
3: It was, and then it got up and, and it ran on two. I don't know if it, they'd go on all fours just uh. That, that's something I was going to mention. A very, very good question. Uh, it was running around on all fours, and then it stood up and it ran on two. I, I mean, but it was so it was far away, but I could actually see that it stood up and, and ran away on two legs, which was kind of weird. I, when I first saw the dogman the first time, it was on two legs the whole time, and the second one didn't appear as big as the first one either maybe it was a younger one or something i don't know but the second one was so near to here that i don't even like telling people cuz you know i don't want my kids scared and oh i'm not going to popo's bigfoot's here you know <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't be good you know <laughs> no not for them you know but yeah we live in a very secluded part of michigan here it's uh not very many people around So uh, the ideal for... There's lots of stories around here when they were cutting all the trees down of them seeing Sasquatches and Dogmen in the 1800s. When they cut all the trees down here, you know, the lumbering. All kinds of sightings. Hundreds. And that was when they were cutting the trees down in uh, the 1800s. So that's a long, rich history of, uh, you know, these animals, these creatures.
2: Going back to the second dog man that you saw, Dave, when it got up onto two legs and ran away, it's not unusual to, for someone to report seeing them stand up onto two legs when they are confronted with a offense or some other type of reason for standing up on two legs and running. Did you see yours face any type of an obstacle or a good reason to stand up on two legs and run away?
3: I think maybe it runs faster that way. I, I'm, that's the only thing I could think of because I... Purposely made a big sound, and then they ran away because I didn't like the coyotes being by me. I, just, I purposely, hit, you know, like hit a tree so they would run away. I didn't want the coyotes to come by me because they will bite you. They will get you and I, Of course, I don't want Dogman to come real near to me either. I don't think they would hug me.
2: Yeah, probably not. kind of makes you wonder if they would act a little differently if they were with a pack of coyotes, maybe be a little more cheeky or something.
3: Like, yeah, these are my attack dogs, you know. Yeah, that wouldn't be good. No, that that's that's an idea. I mean, I don't it's just amazing that peop you know, some of these people that have been up here all these years never seen nothing like that, but they don't take the time to look. You gotta take the time to look. If you don't take the time to look, you won't find nothing. If you're on the computer watching uh youtube all day and playing on your phone all day you're not going to find nothing in the woods
2: it's funny how that works isn't it yeah was uh was there a main turning point that made you decide to go ahead and create that website so that people could contact you
3: uh adam actually created the website and i took it over but i was one of the first ones that he asked because he knew you know that i'd seen a dog man and and was very interested he just had too much adam bird had way too much going on he has like 10 facebook pages and he's constantly traveling around over the whole world and stuff looking for things but uh when he turned that over to me uh i was already one of the main posters on there and doing most of the work anyway so he's like well yeah you might as well just take it over you know so he agreed with it you know
2: well, that makes sense. Yeah, ten of those is a lot to try and maintain. I can't imagine that.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's way too many. I'm an admin on two, and that's enough for me.
2: It always amazes me. Well, it shouldn't amaze me, but so many people that come forward and share their encounters with you have the impression that there was no one, no place to go to to unload the stress the the load that they've been carrying for however length of time it's been since they had their encounter and when they finally get to talk to you about that. It's good that they know that there is a Dave Kyleman out there, that there's a Victor Cundiff out there to talk to, that there are places like your website where they can go and just hang out and talk to other Dogman eyewitnesses. It's important that they know that.
3: Yeah, it is a secret site as of right now, so you will have to add me as a friend before I add you to the Dogman. It says some people go on there just to cause trouble, and I don't want that. So I want to actually screen every person before I add them. So that's what I've been doing lately, and it's working. So
2: If someone listens to this podcast, Dave, and they don't have access to the link that I've posted on my website so that they can find you, to approach you about joining that Facebook page.
3: I'll spell my name out. It's D-A-V-I-D-K-E-I-L-M-A-N. And I am a senior, but it's not senior on there. And you can add me. It's a friend. and I don't care if there's a thousand of you. I will go through every one of you and put you on Dogman Believer's site, and we can work on this, and we can learn together. It can be done.
2: Well, Dave, I definitely appreciate your time. Thanks so much for coming on. Do you have any closing points you'd like to make for listeners? Just
3: if you want to see a dog, man, if you want to see a Sasquatch, get out there at nighttime in the woods. I use marine tactics a lot of times. I will I'll cover myself with leaves and lay on the ground for three, four hours at a time. Just watch. I mean, a lot of people don't have the... The gumption or the nerve to do that, to lay on the ground, or patience to do that. But if you really want to see something, you have to go to an area that's been known to have sightings. There's people that have active things going on right now. If I had the money and resources, I would be on my way to Missouri right now to go see a certain lady that he's going to have on the show coming up, I believe, soon, Next Friday or something,
2: Vic? Actually, this particular lady is from Kentucky. She's oh, not Kentucky. from Missouri, okay. but...
3: All right, what's... Okay, well, there's another one out there that I really want to go to her house. There's some very active things going on. She's by an Indian burial ground, and... um.
2: Yeah, she's in Iowa.
3: Iowa, thank you, Iowa. Yeah, that's... There's definitely something going on there big time right now.
2: Yeah, the lady that you're talking about, there is, for the longest time, there's been crazy amounts of dogman activity on her property and Bigfoot activity.
3: Absolutely. She has both, and it is so, so secluded there, uh, as I am here, that it could happen like that. And also, there's the native connection, as we have here. So, it's all just connected somehow. We just got to put the pieces together, and, you know, that's how we're going to do it, is get it out there and work together and... We can't do this by fighting and arguing with each other. You know, we can agree to disagree on certain things. And it's just, you, it's nobody's wrong because nobody's an expert. I never say, hey, you're wrong. You're, you know, that, that ain't how it is. I never said that. And I never will because I don't know it all. Nobody knows it all.
2: Isn't that the truth? Well, thanks again, Dave, so much for coming on. It's been great talking with you. I really appreciate
3: it. No problem. Well, maybe you'll have me again one day.
2: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. As you know, I'll be in touch. I'm always on your your Facebook page chatting away, so yeah, yep, won't be Bert. long. Well, thanks again. Uh, don't be a stranger, and I will talk to you soon. All right,
3: thank you. Have a good day.
2: You too. Bye.